2: Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the
1: beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado.
0: I'm Scott Trout, CEO of the domestic litigation firm Cordell & Cordell. We help men deal with the life changes triggered by divorce, such as child custody and property division, among many others. But life changes also occur after divorce. These changes can make parts of your existing court order irrelevant or harder to follow. If you feel a modification to your court orders might be necessary, talk to us at Cordell & Cordell. We're a partner men can count on.
3: Contact CordellCordell.com, 1065 East Hillsdale Boulevard, Suite 310, Foster City, California, 94404. You are listening to On The Daily, the roto
2: Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, powered by Roto-Viz Radio. Hello and welcome to On The Daily, Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast brought to you by RotoViz. My name is Matt, not Matt LaMarca, <laughs> but I am an employee of the Action Network and Fantasy Labs. My name is Anthony Amico. You can find me on Twitter at Amixta. Matt is a little under the weather tonight, wasn't able to join us, uh, but we still have Matt Jones. You can follow on Twitter at TFR, host of the Bogey Free Podcast, uh, solid Fortnite player. We have one, we have one in a squad's uh matt so we can say that that we are decent at that game my only victory in fortnite
1: ever <laughs> uh how's everything going good good we're uh firmly planted into dad life jackson turns four weeks tomorrow so we're uh we're coming up on a month and um it hasn't really gotten any easier <laughs> so still not really sleeping and uh yeah it's uh it's nice to come down into my little dungeon and talk football with you well, I'm happy to be here for that. I mean, I know for
2: me, I talk to new dads like you, and I'm just like, I'm never having kids. So uh, we'll see what happens. I'm sure at some point the wife will, will pressure it up and we'll do it. But I'm, I'm just, I'm so nervous.
1: It's great. Once you get past the like that wall of being like sleep deprived for the first week, it, it really doesn't like affect you much anymore.
2: All right. I, I can handle that. <laughs> uh, just a reminder, before we really get started here, you can get a 3% discount to his Pass through the podcast homepage, com slash podcast. We also have a Patreon account. Roto-Viz, uh, you know, obviously gives you the great 10-weekly podcast during the NFL season. But if you go to patreon.com slash Radio, you can become a patron for just $5 and get access to our new live show, which airs 11 a.m. on Sundays. I was just on it last week. I'll be on it again, uh, I believe, the next two weeks. You'll be answering all of your season-long questions. We'll be answering a couple of DFS questions if you have it. It's a really fun show. Uh, definitely recommend that you subscribe and check it out. Before we get into week four, let's talk quickly about our thoughts from week three. Congrats to Tom Schrank, who's not related to uh, Matt and I's best friend, John Schrank, just (laughs) literally has a brother named Tom. And we were like, does your brother play DraftKings? He was like, no, 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 no. (laughs) So, but he won our listener league last night, went with the full Rams onslaught, stacked Goff, Gurley, Woods, Cup, Um, you know, really good team, obviously. Rams were elite last week. And uh, Jones, you got on the board. In our three-man competition, uh, showed the was the only person with the testicular fortitude to fade Corey Clement, which I recommended on the show, and then obviously cannot pull the trigger on because I'm soft. <laughs> um, but you know the results are now me too, you Jones have one win and LaMarca is still sitting at zero. Yeah. Uh, you were also the only one of us three to play Tyler Boyd, which uh, you really had to have last week. I feel like to win in cash. Um, I mean, do you want to talk a little bit about your process, or do you want to just move on to the sleep?
1: Um, well, I do want to give a quick shout out to Tom cause he's, uh, he's a bogey free guy. He took down the, uh, listener league in golf, I think three times this, uh, this past season. So he's a, uh, he's a pretty sharp dude. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I ended up, I said it on the show and I ended up stacking cam and McCaffrey and I kind of, I benefited from that and Boyd and I didn't make like the best decisions elsewhere, but those three just scored it like scored enough points to to get me by sort of so um i'll take it and uh, hopefully get another one and the two of us can just keep lamarco off the board all all year yeah i mean if we could play keep way with matt i would uh i would be very pleased with that i hope that's not why he uh he he isn't playing or he isn't recording tonight i, I <laughs> hope he's not upset <laughs> he's uh he is live tilting the lack of
2: three men wins <laughs> protesting uh but let's move on to week four and we'll start out always with the quarterback position no patrick mahomes this week he plays on monday night which means that the position is really pretty wide open uh fantasy labs has five quarterbacks projected to be nine to twelve percent owned drew Brees, philip rivers deshaun watson matt ryan and andy dalton you have a preference here uh for cash games and uh what about GPPs?
1: yeah i mean i i definitely get the I, i get the allure for watson um I'll let you talk about it cuz you tweeted about it but the the fuller thing is a real thing. Um I, I if I can figure out how to pay for him in cash I will. I think he's like the the clearest um like the clearest play for me in cash. If I'm not going to pay down for somebody I'll talk about in a few minutes. Um but I'll be stacking the rest of those guys that you mentioned in different orders uh in like throughout my GPP lineups. So um I guess Cash Watson and GPP, I'll spread it around. Yeah, I mean, Watson is probably my favorite play in all formats. The Will
2: Fuller effect is so, so real. Uh, we talked last week about the yards per attempt difference, but even if you look at the raw counting stats, uh, Ian Harditz of, t- of uh, the Action Network tweeted this this morning, but you know Watson hasn't had less than 225 passing yards or two touchdowns, uh, two passing touchdowns, I should say, in any of the six games that Fuller has played. He's averaging 311 pass yards and 3.3 passing touchdowns in those games and still averaging 37 and a half yards on the ground. So, you know, real nuclear upside here. Uh, He is definitely going to be my cash game quarterback. I mean, the value, I think, at this point on DraftKings is pretty good already. We'll talk a little bit about where that is throughout the show, Uh, but I think it's only going to get better. I mean, we still have a few injuries that we're waiting to find out, uh, you know, final uh, approval. Uh, conclusion on uh, so I think we'll only get more value here as the week goes on so that means I'm going to just take the best play and for me that's Deshaun Watson Uh, in tournaments I would probably go with Andy Dalton next just because of all the injuries the Falcons have on defense and uh, Gio Bernard likely to start again at running back but uh, Watson is really the focal point for me this week Uh, any quarterbacks that you're considering for cash
1: games that you know we didn't mention in that first group I mean, we we got to talk about CJ the GOAT, right? Yes. Yes, Matt. Talk about Beth Bethard. I, I can just like imagine Lamarca listening right now, like when he has to edit this and just being so pissed that he's not here to yell at us. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, he, I don't know, man. It, it's one of those things where if you can pay, was he 4,600? If you can pay that price for a quarterback and get like a decent, um, you know, get like a decent floor. He's limited work, like obviously a small sample size. Um, But he performed like decently for what we need him to do at that price uh, last year. Right. So like why I'm trying to pull it up. I'm just like word vomiting right now because I, well, I, I have it if you want. Me to okay, go for it. And then I'll see if it's the same thing. Yeah. I mean, in his five starts last year, he averaged 16.5
2: DK points. Uh, fantasy labs plus minus of 2.15, 60% consistency rating, really good numbers. I mean, if you look at the, the game logs, the only real game that he struggled in was against Seattle, nine DraftKings points, but other than that, you know, 26 against the Giants, 18 against the Cardinals, uh, 13 against, uh, I'm trying to remember who, who we played that week, but, and then 16 against Dallas. Um, my screenshots cut off, so I can't really tell <laughs> it's great podcasting here. Um, but I mean, Bethard is in a really, really good spot. And if you look at what Josh Allen did just a week ago against this charger team, uh, or sorry, two weeks ago, 18 for 33 passing 245 passing yards, two touchdowns, one pick eight carries 32 yards, you know, not a great performance, but that's still 15 DraftKings points. I really, really struggle to see Beathard doing, you know, much worse than that, if worse at all. So a really safe floor, as you were saying at 4,600.
1: Yeah. And I think uh, this is what I was looking at too. He, uh, he, in his starts or not only his starts, he appeared in six games. Um, he averaged over 20 yards rushing and had a rushing TD in three of those six games. So, um, you're, you're definitely looking at a guy who has a little bit of an added floor. You know, he's not, he's not Russell Wilson running around, but he gets the job done and figures it out. So, um, if I want to really go crazy in cash and like fit in all the expensive guys that we're going to talk about, um, I think using him and one of the like value running backs and one of the value wide receivers, you can fit like literally whatever you feel like doing. So um, it's definitely in, in play for me this week in cash.
2: Uh, Now, before we get to like a more general tournament thing, like would you play Bethard in a GPP?
1: Um, I don't know that I really feel confident enough to stack him with somebody in particular um, so that would sort of limit my um, desire to do that. I, I could see just like throwing him in with Goodwin or throwing him in with Kittle and and having him in one lineup. Um, but I think I'd rather just roll him like naked in cash if I'm going to play him.
2: That's fair. Um, I think that if you were going to play him in tournaments, I kind of like stacking him with Matt Breida uh, just because last year uh, when Bethard was playing, he targeted running backs on 35% of his pass attempts, really, really high number. And I, and you know, Alfred Morris is really not the best pass catcher. I, I think that's putting it nicely. That's fair to say. <laughs> um, so, I mean, we're talking about a guy who could potentially have a 30% target share and, you know, along with being the NFL's rushing leader, I think that that's a, a potentially sharp combo. Uh, well, let's talk GPPs, Matt. I mean, who are your favorite tournament plays on the board out of the guys again that, you know, we haven't already mentioned.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I was, I was catching up on, uh, on the Tate cast, the Davis Matic, uh, when he had Herms Myron on and they were talking about like, if a team just decided to throw like 80% of the time, like what would happen? And I literally had a dream that Tom Brady like audibled out of every run play and threw for six touchdowns this weekend. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that that's a sign that maybe I should play like an angry Tom Brady who's going to be at home and, um what they're implied for over 27 points like I just I could see this being like the like just go ham game and and just like embarrass Miami so uh that that makes some sense I feel like I'll definitely have quite a bit of Aaron Rodgers again because he is the most expensive quarterback on the slate but we do have some value that I feel pretty comfortable fitting him in and um I mean, pretty much any of the quarterbacks. Like when I talk about wide receivers later, uh, whoever I talk about, like just plug in their quarterback in a stack for GPP because that's kind of how I do it. (laughs) I love
2: the uh, the premonition take. hashtag (laughs) Takes Um, only the best here. I mean, for me, like Russell Wilson is going to be like one percent owned because he's been terrible so far. Fifty six hundred on DraftKings. I mean, I think we can definitely make that happen. And obviously, Aaron Rodgers. I mean. If someone's going to have, like, a four-touchdown game with 280 passing yards, like, it's probably going to be Aaron Rodgers. You know, like, yeah. uh, it's, it's kind of similar to what you were saying about Brady, where, like, he, not necessarily, like, the audible thing, but the high-touchdown upside. Um, you know, I think that the Packers are going to completely steamroll Buffalo.
1: Yeah. Uh, and in those kinds of games, we know that Rodgers can score. So. Right. What, uh, real quick, just – are you concerned about Andrew Luck, like, the whole – didn't throw the Hail Mary um, you, from what I was looking at like T.Y. Hilton's A dot has gone down every week so far are you worried about him at all or do you think he's a go I mean, I'm definitely worried about him like I
2: it just sucks because you know good good luck was really good you know like I uh, I'm definitely worried I mean I think he's still really accurate I think he's still really good and good enough to, to do well in fantasy I mean last week I think the only reason they really lost that game and the only reason that Luck didn't have a good fantasy day was because receivers didn't catch the ball. Like, right. uh, you know, certainly at some point, you're going to need to stretch a defense vertically to have consistent, sustained production. But Luck is still talented enough, I think, to, to put up good numbers, yeah. uh, you know, without that arm. All right. Before we move on, I, I just have to talk about SquadQL. I mean, if you want the unfair advantage to dominate your fantasy football league, you have to download SquadQL, the only mobile app. You need to crush your friends and rivals this year. SquadQL recommends the best starting lineup for you each week based on your starters, based on your bench players, and the free agent pool. You may ask, how does SquadQL actually do this? Well, the app connects directly with your Yahoo, ESPN, and CBS leagues, pulling in your actual roster and your league scoring system. SquadQL provides waiver and trade recommendations. Plus, the app gives you player rankings each week, and it's all based on your league settings. SquadQL truly is your go-to app this fantasy football season, whether you're a new dad or not. Head to squadql.com to download squadql, your all-in-one fantasy football manager. Squadql is brought to you by the creators of RotoQL, the league daily fantasy lineup optimizer, trusted by 100,000 DFS players. You can also download RotoQL for free for both Apple and Android. I mean, again, just, just take the work out of my hands. Just just take it away. Just tell me who to play. Give me like two, three clicks on my phone. Get it in, and I don't have to worry about it all week. That, that's the kind of, uh, you know, mental equity we're gaining with squad QL. So I definitely recommend that you guys download that. Let's move on to running back where, I mean, Gio Bernard saw 12 carries and a whopping nine targets last week without Joe Mixon. He gets the juicy matchup of the week against the Falcons, who have just been, you know, giving up points to running backs in the passing game and droves. Uh, do you consider him to be the top value at the position this week at
1: 6,300? Yeah, I mean, I... He got a hundred percent of the running back touches last week, like is that a lot i it's just about as much as you can handle really <laughs> i mean it's what is it mark walton is is behind him, and that's like it right yep. like that there's no competition there whatsoever, and we've obviously seen what run pass catching running backs can do against this Atlanta defense, so I don't really know. I don't really see a situation where I'm going to end up fading him. Like Labs has him in like the 31 to 40 percent owned right now, which is pretty nuts. Um, but I, I, yeah, I don't. I don't really know how you how you fade him, especially in cash. Like if you want to, if you want to get cute in a GPP, I wouldn't be like mad at you. But I just don't think it's the right play. Like I think you need to have at least like match the field with Geo this week. I would. I mean, think. I'm positive that I will be getting too cute because that's
2: just what I live for. <laughs> but in cash, you have, you, I mean, you have to play them. Like, yeah. You mentioned it. Uh, I mean, Dion Jones being injured in week one has really completely changed their defense. Cause we, we talked about this last week, their cover three, how they funnel it down to the running backs. But like with Jones being so rangy at middle linebacker, he allows those guys to be corralled, you know, pretty early and just getting like these high reception, like low yard games for these running backs. But you know, with Jones out, the, the backup linebackers have not done nearly as good a job. So uh, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, those guys have gone nuts. Uh, and they're elite receivers out of the backfield. I don't think anybody disagrees with that. But Giovanni Bernard, very, very quietly one of the game's best as well. Uh, of all running backs since the year 2000 with at least 200 career targets, uh, Gio is top 20 in yards per target. So really efficient. Uh, one of the best guys in the league at doing it. And uh, I think we can expect a high-target game, which we've been seeing every week. So, uh, love Geo. Definitely agree with you there. Uh, the other big injury this week was Rex Burkhead. Injured reserve. He's out. Uh, you know, I think we can both agree that Sony Michelle probably stands to benefit the most in this injury. But how are you
1: handling him? How are you handling James White? You know, what's kind of your strategy here with Patriot running backs this week? I mean, I it's kind of like playing whack-a-mole with me. Like, I feel like I'm always on the wrong side when I try to play new England, but just from like a sort of projection standpoint and thinking about the work that they'll probably get. Um, I, I wouldn't feel terribly comfortable projecting one of them for a lot more um, work, I guess. And I think that if you're going to get James white at like half the ownership, that it's probably worth it to just play him in GPPs. And I would never feel comfortable playing either of them in cash, so that's probably that's probably my move. And I'm sure that that means like Sony will catch like three touchdowns this week. But it, it is what it is. Like I just I I can't make the case to play him at like twice the ownership when I don't really see that he's going to score twice the points. Uh, I guess the math does check out on that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I.
2: The second this news came out, I tweeted, "It's always Sony. Like I love Michelle this week. I know that there's concern, like with the whole Patriots narrative, all that stuff. But let let's just talk. Let's just talk. You know, reality for a second. I mean, Sony Michelle was a first round draft pick. They just lost Rex Burkhead, who's really the only guy that took carries for them. I mean, James White, as good as he is as a receiver, really doesn't carry the ball that much. Uh, so I kind of see Michelle being like a 15 to 20 carry." running back in this spot and the Patriots are seven point home favorites. So I actually really like Michelle this week. I not sure I'm going to play him in cash because again, we do have some other value throughout the slate that I think doesn't require him in your cash lineups, but uh, certainly I think
1: he's a good play and and I will have exposure to him one way or the other this weekend. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, it's probably right. Like I, I, and under no circumstance am I thinking that I'm right on this because I just never get this right. (laughs)
2: I mean, here's my thing, like, not to not to go too long on this, but, like, we just played Corey Clement for 4,300. Like, this is a way better, like, snap expectation, carry expectation, touchdown expectation spot uh, than it is at, you know, um, you know with Clement last week. And I think the Clement play was bad, but I certainly think that if we're going to play Corey Clement, we should play uh, Sonny Michelle. Yep. No Todd Gurley this week. You know, he plays uh, tonight as we're recording this. So Alvin Kamara is kind of on his own as an elite running back in the pricing, uh, the price tier. How are you approaching Kamara this week?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I mentioned it before, like maybe if I can, if I can play Beathard and I can, uh, you know, throw in a couple of these value, these other values that we have, I would love to get up to him, um, in cash. I don't really see myself doing that, but, um, I wouldn't fault you if you tried to make a couple of, you know, one v ones or two v twos to get there. Um, but you have to have exposure to him. Like it the guy's just unreal. Um probably has well definitely has, I think, the highest ceiling this week and probably the highest just like medium projection. So I would say that you should probably play him because he has like, I don't know, what do you have, 15 targets or something like ludicrous? Um okay. Like, averaging. Like, it's just insane, the amount of work that he gets. So, um, I'll definitely have some of him in GPPs wherever I can fit him in. Yeah, I mean, do you know what Kamara's target share is right now? Uh, I, I know it. I'm asking. If I had to guess, yeah, I would say somewhere in the, like, 30s? High
2: 30s? 30%, 30? at running back. Like, yeah. that's what you get with Michael Thomas. You know what I'm saying? And then on right. top of it, he's the lead running back. So right. there's just, like, no way I'm fading him. Like, I, for me in cash, I think there's enough value to play him, and I think you just have to do it because the floor is just so, so high. The ceiling obviously is high as well. But, I mean, the floor is really high, and the Giants linebackers stink. Like, they they don't cover well. They have not They have almost never covered well, like, in my <laughs> lifetime. Um, so I, I'm totally playing Kamara this week. I know the price is high, but, like, to me, like, he feels like a guy who, like, if you priced him at 10K, I might still play him. Because like he's just that valuable to the offense. Like we'll see what happens next week when uh, when Ingram comes back. But until then, I mean, he is just such a, such a huge part of this offense. I just can't take him out of my lineup. Yeah. Any other running backs you're considering considering in cash?
1: Oh man, this is a this is a rough one for me. And I I forgot I was gonna wear the jersey even though this isn't a video show. I was just gonna I was gonna do it for you. But go Yo, quan Nope. <sighs> I think I may have to. Uh, I think I may have to play some Marshawn Lynch. Wow! I told you it was going to be hot.
2: Is he running through motherfuckers' faces this weekend?
1: <laughs> oh, real quick, did you see the video of him like trying like the British slang terms are? No, but yeah. I I've now you have, have to. to find it on Twitter. It's the, <laughs> it's one of the funniest things I've seen in a while. Um, but as much as we want to like kind of crap on Gruden and he deserves like every bit of it it's a it's a pretty predictable workload that uh Marshawn's getting and he's had 14 red zone opportunities through the first three games which is something that I think is uh you know noteworthy and he's like in the 4,000s he's 4,800 like I would not be I would not be shocked if he at least punched in a touchdown this week um and he doesn't need to do a heck of a lot more to get there. And they're playing Cleveland there at home. Um, I just think this is an interesting, um, I don't know. I, I'm probably overthinking it and I'll, it'll probably blow up in my face, but uh, well, I'll talk a little bit about him more later. Um, but outside of him, I also think that um, if you're not going to pay up all the way for Kamara, I think that Melvin Gordon has a similar ceiling and, Maybe a a little bit of a lower like medium projection, but pretty close. Um, they're favored by ten and a half right now. Like they're implied for more points than the uh than the Saints are. So I think I wouldn't really fault you if you want to save thirteen hundred bucks and get a guy in a similar situation at home. At home. Um the money lynch thing didn't even cross my mind. I'm gonna have to
2: really We have to really dig into that. This
1: is, this is what happens when I write this article now for, for Rotoviz, And I was like, I don't really want to play anybody in Oakland. And then I was looking and I was like, Holy crap. I was like, maybe Marshawn Lynch could be a thing. So we'll see. I I might have to just roll him in the three men now, just because I said this, but I love
2: when you're, when you're verbally obligated to make (laughs) the three men. Um, the guy that, I, that I'm looking at in cash, and I think this is why I'm not playing Sonny Michelle, is I just think this is like a nut spot for Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, uh, the the Cowboys are still a top six run blocking offensive line this year. Detroit bottom six, according to PFF. They're 30th in adjusted line yards allowed this year, according to Football Outsiders. I mean, their defensive line and, and overall front seven is just, just very, very stinky. Um, we know that Detroit... Uh, sorry. We know that Dallas wants to run the football. We know that they want to lean on Ezekiel Elliott when they can, uh, and this seems like the right matchup to do it. I mean, Dallas is a you know a three point home favorite. Uh, Detroit is coming off an emotional victory against New England. Kind of think this is a letdown spot for them. So I expect the you know Dallas to kind of grind them on the ground. And Zeke is very quietly averaging six targets a game as well to start the year. Uh, obviously, a career high for him. So I really like Zeke. He's all the way down at seven thousand seven hundred. And uh, I think that a good argument can be made that he should be priced like closer to like 8,500. So I uh, really like that spot for him this week.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good call. And the I, I wrote him up to the the Lions have already given up two running backs have scored 20 plus points on them through the first couple of weeks. So it, it definitely makes sense. Yep. Uh, what about in tournaments? Who are your favorite plays there? Um, a- another like guy that's sort of on the cheaper end that I like is carry on Johnson. I think that he's um, obviously the price is cheap enough that he is still in play, even though he's sort of in like this weird, like three headed running back committee. Um, I think he's cheap enough that that doesn't really matter. And I think it's, it's not going to be long before he is sort of taking over, um, it's pretty obvious that when Theoretic is on the field, they're going to throw, and it's very obvious that they're going to uh, run when Blunt is on the field, but On Johnson kind of does a little bit of both, which I think is going to help Detroit like in real-life football, too. Um, and I think his workload is just going to keep going up. So he had 19 opportunities last week. I'm definitely going to play a bit of him. Um, it appears that Devontae Freeman, I believe, is still... Uh, going to miss this week, which means that Tevin Coleman is in play for me, um, and I'll probably have a little bit of Saquon as well. Nice, yeah. I think you got to have some say, Goat, yeah. some Saquad. Quad. Uh,
2: <laughs> the puns don't get better, by the way. Um, <laughs> I mean, I am obviously going to continue to roll Lamar Miller until it kills me at five thousand as like a full-time running back in a good matchup. So I will, uh, I will continue to lose money on that. And, I mean, I think the pool for me this week is honestly going to be pretty tight. I, I mean, I think Deion Lewis at 4,400 with Marcus Mariota back is a good play. Uh, and kind of the, the one thing I'm waiting on right now is that Chris Carson has, you know, been limited in practice, missed practice. Uh, I want to see if he plays because if he doesn't, you know, I think we can fire up Rashad Penny. The one guy that, uh, that I – love and I just think he's I'm just gonna keep playing him until the, the huge game happens is David Johnson He's all the way down at 6600 now still seeing over 70% of the rush attempts still seeing uh, a 17% target share the big thing for them is the pace but Seattle is actually one of the higher pace teams uh, in the league so I think that this is going to force uh, this is gonna force uh, the Cardinals to run some more plays and uh, with Josh Rosen in the lineup you know maybe that gives them a little bit better offensive stability. It yeah. gives D.J. some better scoring opportunities. I mean, if you if you before the season said at some point this year, David Johnson will be 6,600, like I wouldn't have believed you. So right. I'm certainly going to play him now.
1: Yeah, and the fact that he's right next to G.O., who is going to be like the Uber chalk, right. means that even people who might have played D.J. this week are probably going to end up going elsewhere and play G.O. So um, I definitely like that in tournaments for sure. Now, Matt, ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice.
2: Usually it's what team to bet on this week, but the truth is I don't really know who's going to win. And if you listen to Lilling the Points Podcast, you probably know that. Um, but if you think you know, you should first of all email Matt so you can get a better co-host. But also, you got to check out my bookie. I mean, remember who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. So I always remember, uh, well, I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, they are the best, and they are the best bet you can make this season. They've been in business for years, have great online reviews, and their mobile site is very easy to use and. If you're a better like me, you make ninety percent of your bets on the go, and uh, or like just from my couch. Like you know, I'm hanging out with the wife, trying to get a bet in. You know, I don't want to walk all the way to my computer and interrupt, interrupt like us time, right? I'm just gonna hop on the phone quick, get a quick bet in. No one has to know, and uh, I can I can win or lose some money. So I would you know I would definitely recommend that you check out my bookie. When you win, they pay and they pay fast without any hassles. In game live betting, over unders on fantasy points, which I think. If you listen to this podcast, you definitely want to get a piece of and the most rewarding player perks in the business. MyBookie is slammed with new betters right now, and they want to give everyone the best service possible. If you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern time, they'll give you an additional $25 free play on deposits over $100. That's right. Just wait till after 7 p.m., and you get an extra $25 free play. Join now, and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar as well. Just use promo code RotoViz to activate this special offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code Rotoviz when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play. And again, if you're waiting to hold out until after 7 p.m., you eat dinner, you say, you know what? I'm going I'm to hold off till after dinner to make my deposit. You can get an extra $25 of free play by just using promo code ROTOVIS25. So it's Rotoviz, the same promo code you use to get matched dollar for dollar every dollar up to $1,000, just add 25 to that at the end, and you will get an additional $25 free play if you deposit after 7 p.m. It's up to you guys. I'd wait and take the extra money, but just remember that you want to bet at the place where you play, you win, and you get paid. That's mybookie.ag.
3: Hey, sports fans, football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with my bookie. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited.
2: Now, Matt, let's move on to wide receivers where, I I mean, I I think that this is where we're going to save a lot of money this week, at least in my initial research. I'm going to be curious to see what you think. But three of the receivers who figure to be the highest owned are all playing in the same game. That's our Giants against the Fighting Saints. Uh, Michael Thomas, OBJ, and
1: Sterling Shepard, all projected to be highly owned this week. Uh, what are you doing with these three guys? I mean, it's just, it's the worst. Like how, how can you not play any of these guys? Like Shepard is obviously in play and cash. Like we saw what Calvin Ridley did to new Orleans last week. Um, Shepard's 4,900. Ingram is out. Like all of these things are pointing to a great game from Shepard. Hopefully, um, both from my actual fan perspective, <laughs> as well as the DFS side of things. Um, you just, you have to find a way to get Thomas and Beckham in like the, the numbers are insane with Thomas this year to the point where I actually had, I checked like three different sites when I was writing my article this week, just to make sure like the numbers were correct. Like he has 38 catches on 40 targets. That's pretty good. Like I, I, that's not, and it's not like it's Jarvis Landry in Miami targets, right? Like they're legitimate targets. Um, So I definitely think that you have to find a way to get Thomas in. Beckham came out today and said that he's been a little hesitant on the ankle to really push things and he's starting to feel better. And that may be narrative street and whatever else. But I, I do think that um, that every week we're going to see him get a little bit better and hopefully Eli can, uh, can stay upright long enough to get him the ball. So um, I, I can't really imagine fading any of these guys, but, uh, do you think that anybody's fade worthy in this, uh, in this little grouping?
2: I kind of think you can fade Michael Thomas. I mean, I wouldn't go nuts about it. I wouldn't have like 0%. I mean, maybe I will. Cause I'm, I'm a gambler, but like the thing with, with like these high priced receivers is that, you know, when they bust, it really hurts you. Um, like the high price running backs, if you just look at the trends tool, at Fantasy Labs, not that I'm biased or anything towards that, but if you look at the Trends tool, uh, high-priced wide receivers on DraftKings who are chalk um, actually have a negative plus-minus, negative 1.46, which doesn't necessarily mean that we're not good at identifying the best plays because we are when when they're lower priced. But I think it just speaks to the the variability at the wide receiver position. And uh, you know, when I look at the Giants team, like I still think that they have decent corners. I know that uh, Thomas is heavily targeted overall on this offense, but last week he saw a little bit less market share with, uh, you know, a couple of these other guys healthy and in the lineup. I'm just not really sure that I want to have, you know, major exposure to Thomas. I think it's really likely that, not likely, but I think it's very possible that, you know, the Saints can score a lot of points without him. So I think if I was going to fade one of these guys, it would be Thomas. Um, in terms of like cash, I think Shepard is obviously the best play just because he is super cheap, you know, under 5K. Uh, and if we again look at the trends tool, uh, chalk wide receivers on DraftKings who are cheap, which I defined as up to five five thousand dollars, plus minus of four point zero seven. So I think we can definitely expect a good game from Shepard. He's projected to be highly owned. Uh, I definitely like him. Two of the other guys who had big wheat threes and and still remain you know pretty affordable: Tyler Boyd, Calvin Ridley. Can they repeat their
1: week four uh, their success here week format? Uh, I mean, I don't think Ridley scores three touchdowns again, but yes, um, I, I mean, I do kind of think that, uh, I mean, I don't know if we will get 130 yards out of him, but I do think that the way that Boyd is producing is like relatively sustainable and they're obviously, they're looking to him in the red zone a little bit. Um, he seems to be gaining the trust of Dalton and blah, 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 whatever. So I really do like Boyd quite a bit. It wouldn't shock me if uh, if Ridley continues to ascend and if he sort of becomes the touchdown guy that will tilt like Julio owners in season long even more. Um, yeah. But I I guess that's I guess that's just like what's going to end up happening most likely. Um, so yeah, maybe not to the same level, but I do think both of them are ascending in their offenses and are gaining the trust of you know a couple of young wide receivers gaining the trust of their veteran quarterbacks is typically a good thing so why not
2: yeah I mean I'm gonna fade Ridley probably completely I'm not gonna have any this weekend I just don't buy it just yet I mean obviously the multi-touchdown game I think makes it likely that he's over-owned so like even if I really like the player like I'm likely to fade them after a three touchdown game um and like really, I think, I think like kind of like the whole Falcon offense has just been really overperforming the last couple weeks. Yeah. I don't really expect that to continue. Uh, you know, Mo Sanu is still there. He's still seeing more targets this year. I'm just not really sure I want a hundred percent buy in on really just yet. I agree with you on Boyd. I mean, the low a dot player who's targeted in the red zone is really valuable and on DraftKings where you get, you know, the full point bonus for a catch. Uh, I really like Boyd definitely still playable. Um, you know, let's talk about like just some other cash game plays. I mean, one play that I've noticed that I think is going to be somewhat popular is Antonio Callaway. Uh, what do you think of him? He's 4,300 on draft games this week.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think it makes sense. Like I, I wouldn't, I don't know. I'm having a hard time getting there personally. Um, there are some other guys that I prefer uh, over him and I just don't, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm a little worried about that. I really, I, I much prefer not that it should, that it's not a hot take, but like I much prefer Landry over Callaway. Sure. Um, so I don't know that I'm really going to go in that direction. Um, what, what are you thinking for Callaway? Are you, are you buying in?
2: I mean, he had 10 targets last week, but he only hauled in, uh, two of them. So, right. uh, four, sorry, uh, four of them, which were not a great percentage. No. Um, and I don't think we necessarily need him this week. I really like the 4k range. Uh, you know, I'll let you talk about it first, but I think there's a lot of really strong cash game plays, you know, in this area of the salary chart, you know, who are you, who are some guys you're targeting in cash?
1: Yeah. If, if you're going maybe not in the, in the 4k range, but a little bit higher, I really like Allen Robinson. Um, I'm just going to continue going down that path. He's ninth in red zone targets. 14th in air yards and 10th in Whopper right now, which we talked about last week. Um, And Tampa Bay is just awful, like legitimately awful secondary. They've had six guys drop double digit points on them already this year. And it's, (laughs) they've only played three games. So that's not, (laughs) that's not a great number. Um, If for some reason, this Keenan Allen thing uh, is actually a concern. He he wasn't seen at practice today. Um, I think Mike Williams for 4500 becomes pretty interesting too. Do you think I'm an insane person for that? I would probably
2: rather play Tyrell Williams for $800 less, but I think Mike Williams is certainly playable. I mean, he is like, he seems like the boy for Rivers right now in the red zone, which is, yeah. uh, you know, obviously super valuable. So I, I don't, I definitely don't hate to play. Um, I am just a, a Tyrell Williams fan. So.
1: Yeah, and I think I would, I could probably get, I could get along with Williams, um, uh, Tyrell, meaning, (laughs) meaning Tyrell Williams in, uh, in GPPs for sure. Um, but I just think, I think Mike Williams is priced a little higher for, for that very reason. I think he's a little safer and I think he has a, a higher ceiling with the red zone usage. So, um, That all depends on Keenan though. Like if Keenan becomes a full participant, then I he's, I'm definitely not rolling them in cash. So
2: hundred percent agree with that statement. Um, a couple of other guys that I'm looking at, I mentioned Shepard before, but Quincy Anunua 4,300. I know it's on the road. I know it's in Jacksonville, but I mean, the guy has is one of only 11 players this year to command a 30% target share of his offense. Uh, Anunma has clearly been the favorite target of Sam Darnold, and and like Anunma plays out of the slot, so like he's not going to see right. he's not going to see Jalen Ramsey. He's not really going to even see uh, their only their my goodness. I cannot speak tonight. Their own their other stud corner in AJ Bouye. I think he's going to see a lot of Tyler Patman, who is you know pretty unproven, and I, I I don't think it would take it takes a lot of imagination to imagine him being the third best corner in Jacksonville. Uh, so like when you have like the best guys playing on the boundary that obviously funnels targets inside naturally. And when that's kind of where Darnold prefers to go anyway, I think it's really easy to see a at least having a high catch game. Yeah. Like I, the thing is like at 4,300, like six catches for 60 yards and he's there, you know, like I, I think he's really, really palatable in cash this week. And I, I will probably have him there.
1: Yeah. I like that. I like that too. I wrote him up this week. He's averaging 10 targets. Like what, what could, what could possibly go wrong at, his price with uh you know pre- assuming 10 targets i think that's uh that's a pretty safe bet nothing can go wrong when playing jets we know that <laughs> uh,
2: who are some of your favorite gpp flyers this week
1: um i think that cory davis makes some sense yeah. um let's keep rolling with cory davis i know i'm like <laughs> i actually mentioned you in my article this week when i wrote about cory davis <laughs> yes um yeah i think Corey davis makes sense 5300 um has a pretty uh, a pretty decent floor, with hopefully hopefully with Mariota coming back. Um, I think Larry Fitzgerald makes some sense at his price as well. He'll he'll be pretty low owned, and I'm probably just gonna keep playing Chris Hogan until like I can't afford rent anymore because <laughs> like it's just never gonna be a thing apparently. But I, I don't know. I I don't know how you I don't know how you don't play him. I I just. Like I said, I'm like very, very fully in on New England this, this week, so I'm definitely gonna have him in some stacks. I can't wait till Jackson is like in like high school and you're showing him like old pictures and you're like, Dad, like how
2: come how come all these pictures when I'm my baby are like in different houses? And it's like, <laughs> oh, Daddy played Chris Hogan too much when you were born. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, I obviously don't want that to happen to you, but I just feel like that's like a really. No, I, I see it. It's very possible at this rate.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, definitely agree with all the guys that you mentioned. The one guy that you didn't mention that I really like this week is Taylor Gabriel, 3,900. Uh, Tampa Bay Bucks have just been complete sieves on defense. They give it up deep, they give it up short, they give it up pretty much any way that you can defensively. Um, and Anthony Miller is hurt out this week, already ruled out. So. Gabriel's going to see an uptick in targets. He is a big play threat. I mean, we saw this when he was with Atlanta. So, I mean, only at 3,900, he's a high variance player. So he's not really a a cash option per se. I mean, I I don't think if you played him in cash, it'd be the worst play, but I think we've named enough guys where you don't necessarily need him. Uh, But in tournaments, he's going to be a focal point for me. I really like his upside.
1: Also, I, uh, I think that the uh, couple of Packers wide receivers make a little bit of sense. Sure. This week as well. Um, they're playing Buffalo. And as surprising as the uh, the the Buffalo win was last week, like Adam Thielen still got his and he sort of works in the same uh, parts of the field that Devontae Adams does. They have the exact same a dot, which is exactly where the bills um, are have been sort of exposed this year. From like ten yards and shorter, um, it seems like the Bills give up uh, a lot more PPR points than uh, than they should be compared to league average. So Randall Cobb makes sense at fifty one hundred, and Adams makes some sense at seventy eight hundred too. So I'll I'll have them in GPPs as well. I absolutely love it, Matt. Now um,
2: we talked about the listener league champ before. Like, are, are we going to keep it at thirty people this week? You think? Yeah, yeah. All right, so we're going to keep it at thirty people this week. You guys should definitely come. Still play. I mean, you're basically playing rake free because the two mats and I are in it. Um, (laughs) I mean, it's just a complete no brainer to get your money in $5 per uh, $5 per person. You're going to pay out. uh, We do top five spots. I think top five spots. Yeah. Top five spots. And just check us out on Twitter. I mean, our our Twitter feeds, you're going to have the link. You want to get in, you want to take our money. You want to take everybody else's money. And you want to, I mean, listen, I think at this point, honestly, like forget us. Like I think people should be trying to beat Tom. Like, Three-time yeah. champ of the of the bogey-free listener league and a uh, you know fifty percent champ of ours like that's just a uh, that is quality so get in that league and uh, let's have some fun and
1: let's talk tight end and obviously as we do every week we're gonna start with Gronk will you be Gronk this week I mean we we've established our feelings on playing him in cash obviously that's not going to be a thing that I do but um like it wouldn't shock me if he caught two touchdowns this week um he's significantly well, I don't know. Is, is 800 bucks like significant? I think it kind of is. Um, he's significantly more than Ertz, and who is also significantly more than the next guy. So, um, yeah, 4,500 for the next price. tight in. Yeah. Which is a, a pretty, a pretty significant gap. Obviously Kelsey isn't on the slate this week. Uh, the main slate, at least this week. So, I think Gronk will get some ownership. Um, Labs has him like seventeen to twenty percent right now, which I think is right. But uh, yeah, in cash, I will definitely be going elsewhere. I mean, I obviously agree. I mean, I even think this is really a good Gronk spot.
2: Uh, he has traditionally struggled. In, well, I mean, struggled probably isn't even the word, but he has frequently like not produced in games where the Patriots are big favorites. If you just look in the, I'm going to say this again, fantasy left trends tool. Check it out, free charge. Um, but if you look at the fantasy Labs Trends tool, I mean, since 2014, Gronk has an average plus minus of negative 2.52 in games where the Patriots have been a touchdown favorite or more. Uh, they're obviously a touchdown favorite this week. Uh, Miami, not a great defense against tight ends, but, you know, for Sean Jones plays, certainly they're going to be uh, productive, I would say, against that position. And uh, like I mentioned before, I really think this is a Sonny Michelle spot. I'm not really sure that the Patriots are going to pass a ton. I kind of think they're going to stay behind their pads in the run. I think this is a week where they try to establish, uh, you know, the other guys in the offense, Josh Gordon, Josh Gordon, please. You know, your boy, Chris Hogan, Michelle. I think that this is kind of like a get right week for them. Not necessarily sure that that's going to include Gronk. So I'm not really going to pay him at that price uh, in any format. Eric Ebron returned to practice today. He's likely to be uh, another popular option. Jack Doyle still not practicing saw uh you know Ian Ebron saw 11 targets last week without Doyle in the lineup uh what are your thoughts on Ebron this week
1: I mean is there anything more frustrating than Eric Ebron's career so far (laughs) um there definitely is I I would say Jared Cook's career who is like the next the next guy that people
2: like but uh (laughs) yes very very
1: frustrating it's like he had he had four red zone targets last week and caught the same amount of footballs as I did last Sunday sitting on my couch. So that's a problem. Um, He only had five catches for 33 yards on 11 targets. Like that's an issue. Obviously the volume is there. So you would think that it would sort of regress positively (laughs) to the mean, but who the hell knows with him? Honestly, what's even his mean, right? Like, (laughs) right. Like I, I don't think he has one. That's the issue. Like it's, I don't know. A chalky Ebron just scares the hell out of me. Like if he ends up beating me, I guess I'll just have to deal with it. I don't know that I can really go too heavily into him. Yeah. I mean, I think he's a clear fade in tournaments, but I think in cash, like you just have to
2: keep rolling the volume. Uh, And we'll obviously continue to read the practice reports throughout the week. I mean, maybe uh, Doyle gets in a limited practice tomorrow or or Saturday and, you know, or he makes the walkthrough, I should say. And all of a sudden, like he's playing like then, then we could definitely fade Eric Ebron, but I think that if Doyle's out, we have to just kind of keep taking, keep taking our uh, our uh, easily afflicted wounds there, <laughs> and play Ebron. Uh, any other tight ends that you may be looking at in cash? Like, let's say Doyle plays, or uh, you know, for whatever reason, um, we just decide not to go with Ebron. Like, who who are you looking at?
1: Um, I-, I think this is becoming like maybe I'm just going to play. Austin Hooper every week at exactly $2,900 every single week and just deal with whatever the outcome is. Like he has a decent, you know, it's, it's not the best, uh, target, like raw target numbers that he's going to see, but he's obviously a big body that can be used in the red zone. He, I would imagine that he's going to end the year with somewhere in the vicinity of like, I don't know. I think like six to eight touchdowns is reasonable, and he only has one so far. So I think that, um, hopefully they can continue to use him in the red zone and hopefully I'll be on him those weeks. Um, I'm still a sucker for Ben Watson. It's not going to work for me this week either, but I'll keep just banging that drum. Um, and then obviously you mentioned him already, Jared cook. Uh, he had five targets last week, all of them coming in the red zone, which I thought was a little bit, uh, a little interesting. (laughs) Didn't really do a heck of a lot with them, though. Huge shock that Jared Cook did not live up to expectation. Or I'm sorry, he had six targets and five of them were in the red zone. He went four for 28 in the red zone and did not score a touchdown. Woof. How is it Uh, even like that doesn't even seem mathematically possible? uh, I mean, it's definitely hard to do, right? (laughs) To have almost 30 yards receiving within the red zone and not score a touchdown is pretty wild. Uh, but, I mean, I agree with a lot of the plays that you've mentioned. Hooper is just, like, he's been really good.
2: Like, that's the one guy that that I, like, genuinely like in that offense. And it's another reason why, like, I'm not super high on Ridley. Like, there's just a lot of guys there. Yeah. Um, And Hooper is one of them. That total, by the way, is up to 53 now. It's, like, skyrocketing. So, uh, in high total games, I definitely like to target the tight ends. Not really anybody else to add here for me that you haven't mentioned. I mean, Hooper is probably, like, a 1% play right now, which is pretty crazy. Um, I think the only other guy that I might consider is Dallas Goddard at 2800, just cause he's like the mega bargain play of the week. Yeah. And, uh, played a ton of snaps last week with Carson Wentz back 55 out of 82 snaps, saw seven targets, scored a touchdown. Um, and obviously isn't going to be popular with a lot of these other plays on the board. So I think, uh, I think we can play some go to, or go to earth. If you will, <laughs> let's wrap things up with defense, Matt. I mean, the, the chalk defenses this week <laughs> are yeah like I, there's no one that's projected like over sixteen percent on labs but uh you know Green Bay is obviously the like quote unquote chalk uh followed by the chargers who play the uh aforementioned cj Bethard you know who do you like like are you gonna play either of those two defenses or is there somebody else that you're looking at
1: for cash um I think I'll probably try to uh save a little bit not that like Green Bay at 3500 isn't Except prohibitive. There. Right, like it's it's not the worst thing in the world. Um, the the research that I did about defenses say like that's the sweet spot. Like in, be, definitely like between 3500 and 4000 favorites at home, all those things are like trending in the right direction for him for them, so maybe if I can find the salary, I'll end up on Green Bay in cash. Um, but the the Cardinals are actually uh, projected to have the same number of sacks, which is something that I weigh pretty heavily. Uh, so I think that if I can't find a way to get Green Bay in, that I'll probably end up on Arizona a little bit in cash. And by, by a little bit, I mean I make one lineup, so 100%. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think the Packers are going to just completely obliterate the Bills this week. Yeah. Like I
2: just had a complete no-doubter. Bills won their Super Bowl last week. I, I just don't see any way that Green Bay doesn't just spank them. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that their defense is obviously a good play. I also like the Colts this week. I mean, I'm just, I'm just always into the cheap defense at home in, uh, you know, a matchup that I think will allow for a lot of sacks, uh, even with the Sean Watson. Like I love the Sean Watson this week. We talked about this before. I think he's gonna do really well, but Houston gives up a ton of sacks and uh, that's going to drive, uh, you know, what we get out of our fantasy defense and Watson has also thrown some picks. Like you know again, he's going to throw for yards, he's going to throw for touchdowns, but I uh, I think that the picks and the sacks are absolutely going to be there. Uh, Watson's been sacked at least 3 times in every game so far. He's thrown at least one interception in every game so far. So I think that there's like a really really nice floor there for the Colts all the way down at the bottom of the salary chart at 2200.
1: Yeah, and I think I I'm try I was trying to pull it up on Twitter now, but I I can't find where the tweet was, but I'm pretty sure I read earlier that um Deshaun Watson has been hit or hurried more than any other Texan quarterback through the first three games of a season. Including David, David Carr. Which which is saying something. If I if my reading comprehension is correct, then that's really kind of amazing. Yeah, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> I gotta find that. If I find it I'll I'll retweet it and you can we can uh prove that it's a real thing that happened. <laughs> All right, cool. Any uh any other defenses you're considering? Um yeah, I mean, if I'm if I'm just going from like sack projections, I think that uh, I don't know. I'm a I'm a big Baker guy, but maybe Oakland makes some sense. I think uh, maybe they could figure out a way to like be a functioning football team. Um, Chicago is always a pretty good bet with Mac to get like a, a strip sack and maybe take one back, um, sure. and we don't really know or unless I missed it, I'm pretty sure they're still being a little shady about who's actually starting this week. It looks like it's going to be Fitzpatrick, but um, either way we, you can see Fitzpatrick or Winston throwing a pick or two, regardless of how well they're playing. So um, yeah, that's probably all that I'll, all that I'll go uh, for defenses this week.
2: All right, cool. Um, I mean, I think that, the rest of the defensive plays on the board, like, aren't great. Like, I'm, I'm always looking at correlations. So, like, I'm definitely going to correlate, like, a 1% owning New England defense with Sonny Michelle. Um, I'm probably going to have a little bit of Houston with Lamar Miller. Uh, you mentioned already Arizona, and, you know, I love DJ. So, like, I, I'm really just looking at the correlations for me. Like, I love to do that in GPPs. Um, and I think especially with, like, some of the popular defenses like not being a defense that I would necessarily tag a running back with. Like I, I'm not going to play like Aaron Jones this week. Um, so I, I like uh, getting the correlation in this week. I think that's going to be my hashtag move.
1: I think an interesting way to, uh, to differentiate would be going like, and again, the, the article that I wrote um, in the type of game that new England is probably going to end up being in playing Brady, And whichever running back you prefer with the defense is not a bad play either. Interesting. All right. Yeah. I mean, and keep checking out Matt's
2: article over at Roto-Biz you know, done a really good job with that. Loads and loads and loads of content. How's that? How long does that take you
1: to write, by the way? Oh, it takes forever. (laughs) I was going to say this week. I think there's, there's a couple teams on by and obviously I only do the main slate and it still ended up being like 2,800 words. (laughs) Jeez. Unbelievable. Um,
2: Well, let's talk Millie Maker special. Who's your one to two ownership percent play? I mean, it could be a 5% owned guy, but preferably one to two, one percent uh, that you like best for tournaments.
1: In the Millionaire Maker winning lineup, my friend Marshawn Lynch will be in it. Wow. I love it. That's it. I think it's a great call. Um, I'm just all because like and here's
2: the thing, like if you win with him, the memes will be endless. Oh, yeah. And I, uh, I love a good meme, or a may-may, as the kids sometimes say. Uh, I'm gonna go back to uh, Taylor Gabriel, who I mentioned before. Uh, maybe not quite a two percent on play. I mean, I think it's possible, but I think sub five percent, given like a lot of the value that we have right now at receiver. Um, just really like the spot. I think that he's like a really realistic option. Like for a lot of these plays, like I kind of have to like. You don't have to, like it's not like bullshit, but like you have to like craft a scenario where like the guy goes off and it's like kind of hard to do sometimes I-, I feel as though I feel as though this is like a legit good spot for Taylor Gabriel and he's going to kind of kind of go on un- overlooked because of all the injuries I think especially at the Keenan Allen thing goes down and we get all these Chargers guys like then Gabriel is like a legit 1% own guy and yeah. I will just I will smash there
1: so all over that Matt who's your bold call this week all right So it kind of, it's a, it's a little bit, this is like the story that I'm telling myself, but it's from the six touchdowns. No, it's from the same, (laughs) it's from the same game. Jarvis Landry. And I save this for the end will be the highest scoring wide receiver on the slate. I love it. It's happening.
2: I love the scorching earth take. (laughs) Um, wow. I don't even know how to really follow that up. I mean, (laughs) what was mine last week, by the way? I can't even remember. Um, Whatever. It doesn't matter. No one cares. My, my take suck. But <laughs> I'm going to go Ezekiel Elliott 30 burger this week. Nice. Uh, I think this is just a really good spot for him for all the reasons I mentioned before. I will be playing him in cash. I'll be playing in the tournaments. I, uh, I love me some Zeke. So, nice. uh, all right, Matt. I mean, uh, great job. We obviously missed LaMarca this week, but I think we did it. I think we did a decent job without
1: him. Yeah, um, we kept it on the rails. Yeah, we kept it on the rails.
2: I think that if Matt was here he would shake his head a bunch and and you know give us his give us his thoughts but listen this is what happens when, when you miss the show we get we get to say dumb things so yeah just if you're uh, listening to <laughs> this
1: make sure you uh you tweet uh, your Beathard lineups to lamarca on sunday after lock
2: <laughs> i love it that's going to do it for this edition of on the daily please sure to subscribe to rate and review the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast app check out our listener league try to take us down for matt for lamarca who's not here I'm Anthony. Anthony Miko. Good luck this week.
1: Thank you for listening to On the Daily, the Rotoviz Daily fantasy sports podcast powered by Rotoviz Radio. And special thanks to Randy E. Aguapo for the introduction. Please review the podcast on iTunes under the established Rotoviz Radio feed. Contact us via email on the daily DFS at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at on the daily DFS
3: Johnny got a toy golf set when he was three and from that day on he was hooked all he wanted to do was golf 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 he'd be on the links before school after school all he ever wanted was to go pro and then one day when he was holding his grandson and thinking about his twelfth handicap, Johnny realized it just might not happen for him. But you know what did happen for him? He switched to GEICO and saved a bunch of money on car insurance. So that was good, and so was hanging out with his grandson.